Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the official Lion Face Productions podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we round out a discussion we started last month by talking about Henry VI, Part 3. If you live in Northwest Ohio and would like to get involved with our organization, be it to act, direct, or anything else theater-related, please reach out to us at facebook.com slash lionfaceproductions. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Shakespeare and at Shakespeare Pod. And now, on with the show. She's fucking rancid with his cooties. Are you rotting? Rancid with cooties. A bad combination of words. Yeah, that makes it sound like the... Are Look, you it's a, not, it's are not you my a, fault. <laughs> are you a zombie? Have, you, has, has, have Chase's cooties turned you bad? It's not my Jury's fault. out. It's not my fault. Hold That's on, let's happens. just take care of this. Circle? Circle? I'm Was so that ticklish? ticklish? I'm so ticklish, please don't. Chase has to keep doing it. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you've got a cootie shot. Okay. This is the weirdest <laughs> bit of audio for the podcast ever. Well, that's because you guys have let me just keep talking. Usually when I'm unbridled talking after having coffee and starting to drink beer... It gets stupid. Well, see what had happened. See, what had happened was circle, circle. Stop it! (laughs) Once I know your weakness, I can't help. Just like Montague, or Richard, once he knows your weakness, in Henry VI, Part 3, can't help but keep going towards it. Huh? Ah, Huh? That was was terrible. Well, (laughs) Well, we're here. If you want to jump in... So Sorry, I didn't know he was recording. I was sending my work email. Ryan is He's a always on. recording. When can we be a client, Ryan? Mm-hmm. When you want to be. Yeah. Alright. So, okay, I'm done with my work email. I apologize. You guys talk about work all the time. I figure I can send an email. Should we talk about work? No, you guys always you, you do. Did. Sorry, we were already past... Already. No, we've already already talked about work tonight. You filled the quota. Yeah, we've already passed Bank Talk. Uh, That's a different podcast, and we're not doing it. We've already talked about work while at work today, too. That's true. I stepped on the power cord, or the power switch to the uh, surge protector. Oh, no. As I stood up to, like, take the lady's deposit So you shut everything off. (laughs) Shut my whole whole computer down, and I'm like, uh, (laughs) Jeff? (laughs) Oopsie. Oopsie, you gotta do this one. So, that would be terrible. It was. It wasn't as bad as, so the first and the third are the worst times for banking. Ugh. Because everybody comes in to get their check. Um, the money off their card. Mm-hmm. So we're turning on the lights at Glendale, and we do it with, at the breaker, because that's safe. Yep. <laughs> and I send over our LB at the time. I'm like, alright, just turn on the ones that are all labeled with red tape. Okay. He turns all the ones with yellow tape, shuts the whole power down to the <laughs> whole branch. Oh. Whole branch shuts down the whole fucking branch. We get a call from corporate because we've turned off the main power. We're trying to let people in because it's nine o'clock now. And all at the same time, trying to get everything rebooted. So we have like 20 people in the lobby going, 
why is this happening? And we're like, because mm, that guy's dumb. And we <laughs> should have checked to see if he was colorblind first. Was he colorblind? No. Oh. Okay. No, just, just can't follow directions, apparently. He had turned on the lights many times before. There's absolutely no excuse for why this Like, if it was his first time, if he was colorblind, if he couldn't read the ones that say, do not turn off, which was written, like, on the yellow tape. Um, all of those things. <laughs> so he, he did have every opportunity to not do the thing that he did yeah. and then did it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just because they were the top ones. That sounds a lot, a lot like some people we might see in this play tonight. It does sound a lot like some people we might see in this play tonight. Some people who just keep doing the things. You're like, if you just wouldn't do If you that. just don't do that, bad things will not happen. But good luck keeping them straight, because I'm going to put it out there on the table. First thing from the beginning, there are too many of the same names there, in this There play. are also people that are multiple people. Yeah. Because Monty yes. is like three crazy uncles. Well, and halfway through the play, we're going to stop calling Richard Richard. <laughs> and start calling him Gloucester, because that's not confusing at all. Well, yeah, well because calling... he becomes Gloucester. Yeah, but he wasn't Gloucester up to that point. Can we just keep calling him Richard? And we're going to stop calling George, George. And start calling him Clarence. And there's two Edwards, and one's a king and one's a prince. So good luck well, keeping the, the, that the George, the George Clarence thing is where we get uh, It's a Wonderful Life from. So. Right, yeah. So I'm just going to put it out there. I don't think that's at the true, top of I this play. it's not, and it kind of makes sense. But at the top of this, I'm going to put it out there. There are too many of the goddamn same names in this play. Royal family needs to branch out, branch out, get creative. Thank you, Harry and Meghan, for picking a non-traditional name for your child. Well, that's because she's executing Order 1776. (laughs) An American has finally infiltrated the (laughs) British monarchy. We're back! We're back, baby! We tried it in the 50s when we sent over the Simpson woman. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> that started abdicated fur- his throne. We started further away from the throne this time, but we'll get him there. <laughs> When's Shakespeare going to write that play? <laughs> I hope never, because... <laughs> Zombie Shakespeare! Zombie Shakespeare! He is probably rancid. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Worse than cooties, right. Worse that than guy. Actual so are... this this is the Shakespeare podcast, and we are all a little uh, extra tonight. Yes. I'm already halfway done with We're... this tall boy of Sephora. I think it's because we just want to be done mm. with the Henry ad. Well, and, but we're not, though, because the, these Henrys all right, all right. and Richard III are a tetralogy together. So I almost want to, like, put a chop through Henry the First, or Henry, sorry, Henry the Sixth, Part One, and to burn Henry Part Two, and just, like, keep, this was a good play. It's this, not a bad this, one. This was a good play. Aside from the confusion among names. So yeah. So anyway, so like I said, this is the Shakespeare podcast. Uh, we're obviously talking about Henry VI Part 3. Part if, 3. If you or, guys aren't Henryed out. Or the as the uh, Norton calls it, full title, The True Tragedy of Richard Duke of York and the Good King Henry VI. Yes. Or 3 Henry VI as it's often called as well. But yeah, it's about Richard, 
it is about anything. it is about Richard. This um and I'm Ryan Halfill. This is absolutely Revenge of the Sith, by the way. I'm Beth Roars. <laughs> Cassie Greenley. I took I'm, our Star Wars post its now. I'm she Chase just Greenlee. did. And, and we all talked of, over each other. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really care. This is a this is a bad start. All right, I'm Beth Roars. Let's I'm do it always, again. It was bad. I'm always third. I'm Ryan Halfill. I'm Chase Greenley. Now you're gonna be fourth. <laughs> I'm Cassie Gridley. All right. All right, yes, and this is Shakespeare, and we're going to talk about Henry VI. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. Part three, or the tragedy. Tra- the true tragedy. The true tragedy. Of Richard Duke of, of York. Of Richard Duke of York. So there is a lot of characters going on in this. Well, there's multiple Richards, even. And, yeah, so there's yeah. multiple Richards, there's multiple Edwards, there's only one Henry, thank God. In this one. Yeah. In this one. But... No, I, well, Henry the Seventh. Oh no, there's another one because there's a Henry Will, Earl of Richmond. There are two. which is Henry the Seventh. Yeah, there are two. Okay, so we're there are just a lot of names to keep track of. So there's I actually, one guy who's multiple people. His name's Montague. Yep, and then there's a whole bunch of cronies who are interchangeable, like Northumberland, Clifford, Westmoreland, uh, yeah, even Pem- Exeter, Pembroke, and whatnot. Yeah, he doesn't even say any lines, but he's got he's in here. Um, there's. Too many sons for both sides. I didn't even realize that Rutland was a son for a while. Richard's son. Yeah. Or, well, no. No, not Richard's son. York's son. York's son. Which well, is Richard. Richard. Richard, Richard York. Duke of York. So, I started keeping track of, like... Not Richard, eventual Duke of Gloucester. Right. Um, this guy is this guy's son, and this guy is the bold Richard Duke of York, and, you know, Roger Mortimer's grand son. So like, I tried yeah. to keep track of who everybody was in this, and again, that's it's real confusing. hard to do. Yeah. So I okay. Stopped. So just as a kind of reminder, when we ended part two, um, the War of the Roses had started between the Yorks and the Lancasters. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry had inadvertently chosen a side in his attempts to not choose a side. He's like, but I like this flower, <laughs> so I, I picked it. That one's got a bee on it, and I do not want it in my bonnet. And then while everybody was fighting, he, like, slipped away. Which well, no, he, he runned away. He, he runned away. He R-U-N-N-O-F-T. <laughs> Which is a characterization that will continue through this play. Yes. He well, is weak King Henry. But it does give us... It does give us Margaret. Oh, I... Yes. Kind so, of adore all of the women in this play. Yes. There are... Good there are a female lot of characters, so in, and they're we're gonna for Shakespeare plentiful. Time yeah. out. We are going to want to dissect this play because there are great women in it. There's some cool use of language in it. There's like all of the things that we really enjoy going on. There's heads rolling. There's Game of Thrones little shit going on. Mm. Well, the Game of Game of Thrones is based off the War of the Roses. I don't know that that's true, but I don't know that it isn't. And it makes it is. It is, it is. Okay. true. So. Let's start with... It's, the a, it's a low fantasy, high fan, eventual high fantasy take on The War of the Roses. I don't know. It starts out with the dire roles. Those are pretty high fantasy. No? Okay. It's just big puffy. Anyway, but... Well, yeah, that, let's... That let's, let's do our best not to... Yeah. So let's... let's dissect and just let's summarize. Let's get to the plot first. Because I am guessing, just like myself, most people haven't read this one. Right. Because I hadn't read it, which is why last episode I was so done with the Henrys. Because if I had known this one was coming, I'd been like, let's not do... Well, and actually, this this play is why we did the other two together. Mm-hmm. 
Because the other two together is not worthy of two separate episodes, or you know, sets of episodes. Good God, no. But this play is. So you can't do all three of them. One, there's way too much material yeah, yeah, to yeah. do all three of them. Um, well, and. So we did our one and only two for last time with, uh, six one and six two. And now we have the real. So those are the, those are the on, uh, appetizer, and this is the entree. Right. So we start with the Duke of York talking to um, his three sons, Edward, Montague, and Richard. Montague is actually not his son. Edward, his George, here right now, and Montague's his brother. I'm already confused. Oh, yes. Edward's uncle. Yeah. Um, and so they're saying, start off by saying, I wonder how the king escaped. And everyone's like, well, because we were fighting a war and he was running away. But we'll get him. It's okay. Well, it's because yeah. they... Henry lost the Battle of St. Albans, the first Battle of St. Albans. Yeah. And, you know. But they're basically going, Dad, you should just take his crown. And so York's... Just do it. Yeah. York's saying, okay, where do we stand? Uh, Tell me of your deeds in this battle. And this is Richard Plantagenet. Yes, Richard Plantagenet, Duke of York. And so Edward goes, I dealt a killing blow to this person, and you can tell because my sword is bloody. And Montague goes, my sword is also bloody because I dealt a killing blow to this person. That's bad sword care. And then Richard, uh, the son, goes, goes I, I have somebody's head and plunks it on the table. <laughs> you can tell that I killed Somerset because boom. What and you just, gonna say now? He I kind of the content. Yeah, he does. the head as it lay on the stone. I gotta say, this is a really strong opening to a play. Like we're we're uh, yeah. fourteen lines in, and there's a dead guy's head on the table. <laughs> yeah, this is this 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 opening ranks up there with uh, with some of Shakespeare's better openings. Oh, but just from the get go, like Richard the, the, comes out the gate just. Because he puts the head on the table. Vengeful and just... He puts the head on the table and he says, Speak thou for me and tell them what I did. Like he's saying that to the head (laughs) of the dead guy on the table. Tell tell my dad who I killed. It's you. It's you. I killed you. So, And then yours like, Richard's my favorite. Good Good job. (laughs) And he takes a seat up on the throne. They're doing this, by the way, in the fucking throne room. Yes. Tossing dead heads around. In the throne room. And Henry's I mean, throne When you get a throne room, you gotta break it in. Do you, it's wait. not even their throne room. No. Yet. I think they took it by right of conquest. Not yet. Not yet. Give them time. Okay. Give them time. We get there eventually. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're tossing dead guys' heads around the room, that's your throne room. Me? What if the other guy's got three dead guys' heads in his pocket? Eh. Yeah, so anyway, what number of dead guys? Room right at that point. No, so, it's not. But they're in the throne room, and they're talking about, we're gonna... Depose Henry, take back our rightful crown, and then who walks into the room? But Henry. But Henry. You'd be embarrassed, right? Nope, not York. He's like, I'm the fucking king now. He does that. He's sitting in Henry's chair. Right. Look at at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the king now. And King Henry. It doesn't help that King Henry walks in and he goes, He's sitting in my chair! (laughs) Guys! He's in my chair! You guys! You can't sit there! York, you've got to stand up. I can't I can't sit down while you're sitting there. You need to stand up. I gotta sit down. Get, get out of my chair. So they have this lovely back and forth of I'm the king. No, I'm the king. No, I'm the king. No, I'm the king. Back because and forth. they are three year olds. And then eventually it's fine. You can be the king when I'm done being the king. When I'm dead. How about that? And York's like, it's uh, my turn right now. It's my toy. Yeah. And he's he's got all these lords who are like defending him and backing him up. And then he goes, okay, look, here's the deal. 
When I die a natural death, I'll name you as my heir. You can be the king. And all of his lords are like, um, point of interest, you have a son. Hang on. Pause. He's like, did it, but he's like, I don't want to die, and they want to kill me, and they can kill me because there's a dead guy's head right here, <laughs> um, and I don't want that. So I'm just, I'm just gonna give them what they want. Yeah. So uh, that's cool, right? And York's like, you know what? Totally cool. I'll swear an oath that I'll just, I'll go back to my house, and I'm just gonna wait for you to die. I'll go back to my house and not kill you. Um, my, I'll take my boys with me, and you cannot die. And you're, you know, the king's like, okay, I won this one. I That was good diplomacy, good, right? Good, good deal. I, and all of his lords are like, the fuck did you just do? Are you forgetting who you're fucking married to? Yeah, so Henry, the, Henry obviously read Trump's Art of the Deal first. Yeah, and he's bad at it. So, the <laughs> so York, is Trump. The Yorks all leave, and in comes... In comes Queen Margaret, and she's like, are you a fucking idiot? You unnatural father. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, and speaking don't, of... Don't yeah. forget that she married him, but was fucking someone else to start. Like, that's how yeah. we get Margaret, is that she's someone else's pawn to help move his kingship along, because he's a weak king. And so, Margaret doesn't fuck around. No, my God, I love her so much. No, no she's great. And she's when got we will put a pin huge, in. We're going to put a pin in Margaret. Huge fucking speeches, and ba- the basics of the speeches, uh, what about our son... Now I have to go fix what you did. And the king's like, you can't. Uh, we made a spit shake oath on this. <laughs> we made a song. We have a gentleman's agreement. Uh, but the bad man made me do it. They were going to kill me. York never raised a sword. He didn't do anything. Like, he didn't even get up off the throne. No, Henry was just scared by the head of Somerset. It was literally like, I'm the king. No, I'm the king. No, I'm the king. No, I've got a, I've got a better claim. If we go all the way back to John Gaunt, you really, you really shouldn't be king, should we? Should you? Hmm? No. And he just was like, uh, yeah, uh, okay, you can be, you can be king next. You get next turn on the seesaw. Yeah, yeah, you're next. But his entire excuse to his wife is the bad man made me do it. Well, and his lords are like, the fuck you say? What the fuck kind of deal is this? This is it. Yeah, this is a bad. We deal. just fought a war. Yeah, and she basically she says to him, she's like, I would have died. Before I gave over what was rightfully mine and my children's. But I guess that's just because I have more balls than you do. And uh, I'm divorcing you. Yep. Like, don't come to my bed. Don't come to my bed. Don't come to my home. I'm going to go fight your war to keep your crown. And she does. Margaret, yeah, Margaret just looks at him and she's like, yeah, that's enough. And then the king's got to go clean up your mess. King Henry's like, just. Let me let me talk to you. She's like, no, no, no. You've said plenty. <laughs> you you you've done enough. So cut to scene two of the Yorks basking in how awesome. Like, could could you believe he just gave us his toy? <laughs> and Rich is like, yeah, you should go kill him. Yeah, but you can't let him stand. Um, but he's like, I get but, to, but, but he promised. But I get. But I get his toy in perpetuity. Yeah, but but Dad likes me best. So when Dad's done with the toy, I get it. And Edward's like, mm, pretty sure I'm the oldest, so I'm going to get it first. Richard's like... And so, yeah, so then Richard uh, takes a lot of time to convince York, like, you should go kill King Henry. And York's like, but I swore an oath that yeah, we... I wouldn't. And he's like, yeah, but you swore an oath but... to a guy who doesn't deserve to be on the throne because he stole it. Also, at one point, the argument is, 
you didn't swear it in front of a magistrate, so it's not a real oath. Or close, that's pretty close to like, you had your fingers crossed. In <laughs> yeah, 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 you can totally take see back sees that. <laughs> God won't mind. <laughs> and then in runs a messenger going, hey, 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 the queen is coming with like 20,000 men. That's not an exaggeration, that's literally yeah. what it says. Yeah. Yeah. 20,000 men to come siege York House. You're like, ah. Shit, I'm scared. A woman's coming. Mm. A woman general. A woman. Ooh, we can beat her. Don't She's worry. just we, a woman. The last woman general. We burned at the stake. We'll just do it again. Yeah, she's obviously a witch. <laughs> so on uh, on that note, <laughs> on Margaret's side, we have Clifford, who's out for revenge against the Yorks. The big red dog, if you guys remember. Big red dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because they killed his father. Right. And so he is out for revenge, and he has captured... Um, the Duke of York's youngest son. His Rutledge. sword cannot go back into its sheath until it has tasted blood. Because <laughs> he's not dramatic at all. He's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I found him to be very dramatic. He's in fact the most extra. <laughs> yes, if we are uh, extra tonight, he is super extra. He is. I don't know that I'd call him the most extra. I think Henry might get that title. There's a lot of extra. There's a lot of extra happening. There, but yeah. Um, but Rutland's like, I'm a child. You wouldn't kill a child. And Clifford's like, you, no, I'm pretty sure I would. And would you have, him. you have your own kid. Why would you kill me? Well, because you're here. Your father killed my father, yeah. so I'm going to kill you. And it's hard to get your brother, so I'm just going to poke you with a stick. Yeah. And, and Rutland literally says, you have no cause. And Clifford said, no cause? Thy father slew my father. Therefore die. <laughs> and stabs him. And Murder. Then, and then Rutland replies in Latin, May the gods... The gods grant that this may be the height of your glory. Which I, is, let... Basically saying, I hope history remembers you as a child killer. Yeah. Yep. Your greatest your greatest act shall be stabbing so, a kid. Wait, so what it actually says is, May the gods cause your action to be that which makes you the best known. That's what the Latin says. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not how Norton translated well, it. Well, I took Latin for seven years. That's fine. Either way, it's saying, and hey, Will, let, let me curse you that this is the thing that you're going to be known for. Don't worry. You're going to go down in history as a baby killer. And he does. And he does, because that's what everybody remembers Clifford for. Aside from being a big red dog. Well, of course he's a big red dog. He's stained with the blood of children. <laughs> as, right. a, as a children's librarian, this really gives me pause. It gives him pause, too. Big paws that are stained red with the blood of children. <laughs> Come on. We can keep this up all night. Alright, so Would you look at these paws? <laughs> you would think that they I were chose strong, my words poorly. But they are hollow. Sorry. Gods, I was strong then. Why did we go to the never Baratheon? I went never ending story. She did, and I I was there, but then I had to go into Robert Baratheon. Okay, so, so then we go to the next. Four, yeah, scene four takes us to to um, York. Going, God damn, that woman general's like she, winning. She's legit, and he kind of goes kicking our shit and tells us uh, like what his kids are doing. So again, we get another picture of Richard just being brutal. So he talks about like Edward came and saw me three times during the battle to make sure I was still alive, but Richard he says cut a path to him. Three times. So three times, Richard's just like, Hey, Dad, look at all those people I killed. And then went back out. Like a fucking lawnmower. He's the fucking weed whacker of the Yorkish army. And so if you... Okay. 
if you are in a Shakespearean history and you are alone giving a monologue, it is likely that your enemies are going to ride in and try to capture or kill you. Yeah, well, of course. Right? If you're in a battle and you're trying to fucking monologue. Stop monologuing. Yeah. So in my mind, he's run into a church. He's hiding behind a bush. Maybe just behind like a sapling tree. Going, they cannot see me. They cannot see me. A very small, this very small tree. But York, York is. <laughs> I'm very sneaky. York is smarter than that. So in it runs the queen, and she brought the prince. How old is the prince? I don't know. Uh, not not terribly. He, yeah, he can't be terribly old because. He's Sorry, lying. yes, this is Prince Edward and not other Edward. Not other Edward. Not other Edward. So we'll just call him Prince. So but, no, we can't call him Prince. He's not good enough for that. <laughs> That's true. Every time he talks, it's really, I don't get to be king now? Wait, I do get to be king again? Wait, hold on. Do I get a king now? Wait, can I have a crown? I just want to go play with him. Yes. Just give me the but points. Margaret and Clifford capture the Duke of York. Do And they have a funny line. So yeah. there are a couple of lines that come by in here that make the eight-year-old, four-year-old inside of me laugh, one of which was in the first scene do they talk about cleaving someone so hard in their beaver? <laughs> it made me laugh a lot. Cleave it to beaver. Cleave it to beaver. <laughs> <laughs> but, but York... Cassie yes. was so upset about that. <laughs> York, Yeah, she doesn't really like the word beaver, apparently. So York yells back, So triumph wins to hat on to their conquered booty. And uh, they conquered the booty, and it made me laugh. Like, I laughed out loud. I'm sitting there. I'm reading but, the play. And you're, you're like, at work. Conquered booty. But they, they capture York. Yeah. And Margaret's like, tie him up on this molehill over here. And then she has one of the best speeches in the entire play. Yes. She um, Where she basically taunts him. She's like, where are your sons defending you now? She belittles him. She gives him the stained rag with his son's blood on it to dry his tears. Yeah, th- yeah, that Clifford used she, to fucking she goes, wipe out. Oh, you want you want a crown? I've got a crown for you. And she puts a paper crown yes. on his she head. She calls Richard your what was it? A uh, valiant crookback prodigy, or uh, your Dicky, your boy, Dicky, your boy. She so she belittles everybody. She gives him a stained, bloody cloth with Rutledge's blood on it. She puts a paper crown. She mocks him for not crying. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? And then she cut like, his this... fucking head off before you put the crown on. Take that crown back off. He can't have it in life. Take take the crown off. Chop his head off. It is such a good speech. Like I want it's... to play this character more than I want to play. Any I want to. I want to put this uh, this monologue in my repertoire because it is. Oh no, it's wonderful, and it's. And he tries to bite back, but um, she keeps talking. She yeah, and and he. He tries, and she, like, cuts it off, and then, uh... Well, yeah, because he bites back with, like, I'm not gonna cry for you. I'm not gonna... I could shed enough tears to take all the blood off that rag, but I won't do it while you're watching, you heartless... She-wolf of France. She-wolf of France. And Margaret's like, ooh, I'm so scared. Clifford, stab him. (laughs) And Clifford does, and then Queen Margaret stabs him. Which I love. Oh yeah, she does not fuck around. Margaret is phenomenal. She's fantastic in this play. In my mind, they all have rapiers because I'm pretty sure they talk about rapiers or yeah. rapier points. Which the timeline wise, yeah. there's no way. There's no way, but they say <laughs> I believe they say a rapier's point or things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so in my mind, 
It is those like long plastic rapiers that we use in plays. We're like, and I stab you, and the whole rapier like, like bends, bends up. <laughs> hey! yeah. But stab, stab, he dies, and then she goes, cut off his head, and mounts it on York's gates. Put the paper crown on that shit too, yep. so that everybody stick, knows. Stick that fucking paper crown on his head too. <laughs> and then we Here's go. King of York. We start Act Two with his sons. I go. I wonder how Dad's doing. Dad's so good. He can't not have won this thing. I saw three sons. Did you see three sons come up? That's got to mean. What did they say? Could mean three kings, three cities, three daughters. Yeah. It's it's got to be one of those. Which, to be fair, all three of them are king at once. At one point, Edward, George, and Richard. No, George never became. No, not no. George. So Edward and Richard. Edward and Richard. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, uh, yes, a messenger comes in when they're Edward like... Edward has more than three daughters, though. He is prolific. He has so many people. He's got so many kids. They have so many babies. There's, like, at least ten. There's a lot of babies. Um, but, yeah, Well, this so, is before the Anglican Church? Yeah. Actually... They're all Catholics. In, in history, his wife is rumored to be a witch, and it could be because she was a widow who took a king to husband, but... She's rumored to be a pretty substantial witch. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're talking about like well, the, the prophetic the meaning of this vision that they had and how it means great things for them. And a messenger comes in and goes, yeah, your dad's super dead. That's impossible. And then they start arguing about, okay, so if dad's dead, then- Henry's promise still applies to our family. And Richard's like, he gave me his name, he liked me best, I'm going to be king. And Edward says, his name he left with thee, his dukedom and his chair with me is left. (laughs) Well, and then Warwick settles the whole thing with going, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You are now the Duke of York, and king you will be, Edward. Richard, go the fuck away. (laughs) You're kind of violent and scary. (laughs) But... Again, we're in the middle of a battle, right? We're in the middle of a war, and we're monologuing. We're not really monologuing. We're having a, a nice little tight dialogue going on. What do you think will happen? I think the enemies are going to ride in. God damn it! Oh, man, if you <sighs> said that, you might be right. <sighs> so messenger comes up and goes, Ah, uh, guys, do you remember the last time right. all of you boys were together and talking in a house, and the queen came and sieged you? She's going to do it again. <laughs> Deja vu, guys. And so then the queen shows up. She's got King Henry with her. And she's like, hey, Henry, look what I've done for you. Do you see that head up there on that pike? Yeah, I did that. I did that, motherfucker. And Henry's like, God damn it, woman. Now I am an oath breaker. And she's like, you made an oath to me first. You broke it with me first. And Clifford's like, can you stop, like, being the weak king for, like, two seconds so we can actually, like, have a country? Can you, like, can you, <laughs> can you stop being... And the king spits, like, he claps back at Clifford pretty good and he's like, yeah, well, at least my kid, I'm leaving him only good deeds. You are a big red dog stained with the blood of children, and your children will remember you as such. And everyone will remember you're a big red murder dog. But, Dork, the, king, but the king is so whiny. He is. like, it irks my very soul to see this sight. Withhold revenge, dear God. Tis not my fault, nor wittingly have I infringed my vow. Again, not his fault. The big bad man made me do it. My mean evil wife did this. None of this is for me when he is the catalyst for all of it. 
Yeah, he's the reason it all happens, but none of it's his. Miss Queen's like, all right, chin up, balls up, come on, pull your big girl panties on, knight your son. And then once her, once Edward has been knighted, she's like, all right, and now please leave because you are just a hindrance to everything I'm trying to accomplish. And he's like, no, 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 I'm the king. If there's a battle, my place is here. Literally, we cannot fight if you're around because we're too busy trying to stop you from stubbing your fucking toe and dying so that we could at least get our son. So if we could do something right. And if that, I almost kicked up that slider rule. Slider rule? Yeah, because it's like, oh, look how the rule slides back and forth. I bought it because it's the chocolate raspberry goes in it. That's actually why I didn't buy it. Um, And then, and then the brothers come in, right? Going, you killed our father. You broke your oath. He's like, I didn't. She did. Mean woman there. The rest of the scene is nothing but fucking taunting. It is like high school football drama. Because Richard to Clifford, he's like, you killed my baby brother. Yeah. Child killer. And he's like, yeah, and your dad and my sword's not satisfied yet. It's like... <laughs> yeah, you want me to chop your head off and talk to it like it's my bitch? Your, I will. Your blood's so tasty. Could I have another? Ugh. They just taunt back and forth, back yeah. and forth. But in the middle of it is a whole lot of strong woman shaming. There mm-hmm. is a ton of... Oh, yeah. It's bad. Which makes sense because you're a fragile little manhood. It's all upset that Margaret's because out there killing Because Margaret people. came out here like a fucking. Like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Like a Valkyrie. Yeah. Yes. And just started laying waste to. Yeah, everything. Because she's awesome. All right. So now we get. And, and Edward says to Margaret, You won't surrender to me? I'm going to go kill 10,000 men. It's going to be your fault. Their blood's going to be on your hands. Mm hmm. I like red. It makes my nails look good. <laughs> Margaret don't care. She's like, that's fine. She's like, I, whatever. Uh, I'm queen. I'm not letting that go. He is king. And he is staying king forever. And my kid will be king. So we're going to skip. Like, scene three is just the brothers being like, we will avenge you, daddy. And Warwick, I swear to God, will do what you tell us to do. That lasts. And then scene four is like eight lines long. I know, but so... Mm. Again, throughout the play, we're seeing Richard developed as this character who is brutal. Just absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. And that is the only point of the scene that I can think of. Like, he catches Clifford, and he's like, I'm gonna stab you straight through the ball sack, up and out your penis, and through your nose again. Like, it's like the taunts and the things he says he's gonna do are terrible. Yeah. But Clifford is like, oh, look, over there, there's a potato on a tree. And Richard looks and Clifford runs away. It, it seems from the stage directions that Clifford hasn't pinned. Wark comes in and, like, rescues him. Clifford runs away. Yeah. And Wark goes to follow him. And Richard says, no, no, no. that one's you go, mine. That he's mine. That one's mine. Um, and then we have this. Okay. Scene five is this huge speech right. from Henry. And we. We need to talk about this a little bit as we go through this. Because this is super weird. He's sitting on a hill wishing he was a shepherd. Because then he wouldn't have to deal with any of this shit. Because he ran off to Scotland like... This is before he goes to Scotland. He's like, he's walked away from the field. And he's... He's on the molehill where they killed the Oh, that's right, where they killed the orc. And so in in walks a boy carrying a body of his father, which he killed. Because they were on opposite sides. They were on opposite sides and he didn't realize it was his dad. 
And there's this, like, terrible, oh, what was me? How could I have not have known? Stayed my hand I killed where I should not have. And the kid's oh, yeah, like, this is where he, he contemplates the evil effects of civil yeah. wars on yeah. fathers and sons. War, war super bad. And then in walks in a father carrying the body of the son he didn't know was his son when he killed him. Like, the whole scene is just... It's very strange. Of all of the heavy-handed Shakespeare shit... That oh no! Scene. This this scene is pretty heavy handed. Yes. If I were to direct this, that scene would not be in the fucking play. I would be like, this whole play is great. This scene is stupid. We don't need it. Please don't try to character growth, Henry. Really, just start trying to kill him. He just keeps running. Um, but scene six, we get some comeuppance, right? Yeah. So Clifford is mortally wounded. In, in scene six. If you um, faint in the woods and you're in the middle of a battle chase, who do you think will ride in on your body? I guess it's your enemy. It is! It's a theme. Wow, Chase, you'd be really good at this guessing game. Mm. Um, But they don't kill him exactly. He's already dying. Yeah. And when they come on, he like gives his death rattle. So when they find him, he's already dead. The brothers. And then they're like, all right, let's take down Dad's head from that pike, and let's put this guy's head up there instead. Mm, don't you think we should just bury the bodies? I mean, he's dead. So yeah, this is yeah during the Battle of Toten or whatever it's called here. This is so, when all this happens. Right. So there's a different like Richard is like let's cut off his head, let's replace Dad's with Clifford's head, and everyone's like, uh, he's dead now. Let's just bury the dead. Like, we don't need to be brutalizing like, already yeah. dead bodies. We've won. Let's just... Let's be the bigger yeah. people. And yeah. Richard's like... You fucking hunchback. <laughs> Richard's like, fuck being the bigger person. I haven't cut anybody's head off in 20 minutes. <laughs> this guy's not going anywhere. And my sword is hungry. And so Warwick steps in. He's like, just... Edward, just let him cut off the head and put it on the gates. It's fine. I gotta go because I got a girl who's agreed to marry you. When you're king. Right. But I gotta go, I gotta yeah. go talk to her. I gotta go talk to her. You give me your oath you're gonna marry this girl. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, and so and this is, this is also where George becomes Clarence. Yeah, so Edward says, alright, I'm gonna make you George the Duke of Clarence, and I'm gonna make you Richard the Duke of Gloucester. And Richard goes, maybe not Gloucester, bad things happen to Dukes of yeah. Gloucester. Yeah, let's, let's, let's back this up, <laughs> because becoming Gloucester, not so great for uh, my future prospects. Uh, it's like, can you no, give no. me Clarence and him Gloucester? Nope. Yeah, okay. And then, yes, King Edward, which is other Edward. Yeah, so now so now they stop being Edward, George, and Richard and become King Edward, Clarence, Clarence and, and Gloucester, Gloucester because that's not confusing at I all. I wrote them in my all of my notes as their original names because... That's how it makes sense to continue. <laughs> I agree. And so then we get to Act Three. That's right, folks. We're only to <laughs> We're Act only Three. To act three. That's my only problem. The first two acts are soup stoops long. Um, and King Henry's gone to Scotland. Yes, he runned off to Scotland. And the Queen and Like you do when you're the King of England and you're terrible. It's true. And the That's Queen true. and Prince Edward have run to France. To try and get help in the war. Yes, the they've French. gone to talk to Louis XI. Yes. So, we, the king... A whole lot more successful, those Louis. They're up to 11. 
The king does get captured, or Henry gets captured. Yes, yes, he does. In by some, Scotland, yep. by some gamekeepers, some keepers, game games gameskeepers. So some gameskeepers capture him, and like he's like, "Don't you know me? I am the king." They're like, "Yeah, you're not the king." Like, I didn't vote for you. He goes, "Well, I know I was trying to be incognito, but I am, in fact, the king." No, you're not the king. Don't you you're know? You're not like, my king. I didn't vote like, for you. Exactly. That's what we have going on. Yeah. They're like, did you ever break an oath? Nope. Well, you did because you were born when I was already king when I was nine months old, and you were born and you were my subject. And since you're calling me not the king, you are an oath breaker. Because ah, uh, it was just like you are not the king anymore. You see, poor Edward is the king. Help, you're help! I'm being oppressed. And and then there's this great moment. Where he's like, I'm the king. I have a claim. My father sat on the throne. My my grandfather sat on the throne. And the gamekeepers are like, yeah, but they stole the throne from the rightful family. And now that family's back on the throne. And then Henry, in an aside, goes, oh, my claim is weak. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Everything about you's weak, Henry. Yes. Everything about He's you. He's weak, King Henry. <laughs> weak King Henry. And so then we go to King Edward. And um, a lady is coming forth, Lady Grey. Lady Grey, yes. And Lady Grey um, is looking to get her husband's lands back. Her husband was killed. She's a widow. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just wants his, his lands restored to her so she has some income and some place to live. And King Edward takes one look at her and pulls a Rob Stark. And yep. even though he's promised to marry this other girl yeah, for a political it, alliance. Well, for, he doesn't propose marriage at first. He's like, tell you what, I'll give you lands back. I'll give you lands back. But why, why don't we go knock boots? The, he is so blunt. He is, I just want to let you know, I intend to sleep with you. Yeah. And she goes, I hear that, and I'm not going to. <laughs> I hear that, <laughs> keep, and I say no. Keep my lands. That's fine. My kids and I will go be peasants somewhere, you giant jackass. Yeah, no, Lady Grey is also amazing. And his, like, his brothers during this whole thing are like, uh, she just totally won. He is never going to let her go because she told him no. Yep. Like, that's and it. That's and then brother. he decides to marry her. Yeah. Yeah, so if, he's like, um, I love the exchange. He says, to tell thee plain, I aim to lie with thee. And she says, to tell you plain, I'd rather lie in prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, going to no, 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 no. She, yeah, she does not no. fuck around. Um, I no, love no, her. She doesn't yeah. fuck around. Yeah. Hey-oh. And then eventually he's like, well, what if I made you queen? She's like, you are not going to make me queen. He's like, not... I will. Don't don't tempt me, woman. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. And I challenges. am dumb about challenges. <laughs> challenge accepted. I make terrible decisions. <laughs> so <laughs> they get married. So cut cut to scene three. There. <laughs> what? Don't we can't forget in Act Three, Scene Two, the longest the soliloquy longest Shakespeare soliloquy. Oh. In the entire canon. And I mean, all of Shakespeare, the true. longest soliloquy. Longer than Henry V, longer than Hamlet. Yep. It is The most one. words in a single soliloquy, it is, this play. Is Richard going on and on and on about how he should be king instead? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Go ahead, go ahead, marry her. I support this. You're not going to be king for long anyway. I'll kill you. And then you won't yeah. be king. And so be- this is the speech that uh, sets up Richard. Richard III. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's he's talking about, you know, my entire life people have treated me poorly because I've got a hunchback and a deformity of some sort. Um, but I'm going to get mine. 
get there. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to be king of England, and then I'm going to get buried under a parking lot. He says that. It's in line, like, 87. Buried under a parking lot? Nice. Why didn't we just look to Shakespeare when we couldn't find his grave? (laughs) (laughs) This is so dumb. He says it right here. the carriage park for years. I know. The garage? The carriage? How do you say that word? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to get buried under a car park. Ugh. Well, it serves him right. His those kids were found under some steps. So, mm. or kids were found under steps. Probably not the same ones. And we'll so get then, there. yeah. So then we ha- go to France. I love and we this have... scene. This scene is the most ridiculous. It should be in the middle of a fucking comedy. Yeah. So Queen Margaret is talking to King Louis of France, going, "Hey, um, I'm having this thing what with this war. I'd really like France's help." To help me win this war and ensure that the crown passes to my son, who's the rightful heir, even though his father's a dingbat. Yeah, even though his dad is the worst. How do you know your kid won't be a dingbat? Shut up, Louis. I gotta, I gotta win this crown for Henry the Seventh. I gotta win back this crown for Henry the Seventh. So, so we can be Henry the Seventh. It gets super awkward. And then in walks Warwick. He's like, hey, uh, can I marry your daughter to the new king of England? And Margaret's like, no, there's, there's no new king of England. I'm not done yet. I'm still playing. I'm still on the board. I'm still on the board. <laughs> Margaret's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You haven't killed me. <laughs> I am still here. You're out of play right now. We've captured your husband. Don't worry about it. And Louis goes, if that's true, then, sorry, Margaret, I'm going with a new king. Because your old king is dumb. And then Margaret's like, he can marry my son. Prince Edward. I don't... The Edward that's on the throne now is a better choice. They're, yeah, but, but I got both, this Edward right this here. Edward. Right here. And they're both called Edward, so how different can they be, really? I just won't tell the people they're different. They won't know until we meant the coins. Discount Edward. And in walks a messenger who goes, Edward, King of England, has married Lady Grey. And Warwick goes, son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> He's like, literally like, what the fuck? He is so angry at this. He's like, "Fuck that guy, Margaret. You ready? I'm the kingmaker, and I'm gonna make what's it? What's your son's what's name? His name? What's his name? What's his name? It's Edward. That should be easy for me to remember. Fine, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so, so Warwick immediately switches allegiances. He does. He's so pissed off. He says, "He says, fuck York, Lancaster all the way. <laughs> fuck, let's go." So and Margaret's like, "This was not the outcome I anticipated when I came to France." But I'll take but I'll it. Take and it? Was like, so she's not one to look a gift horse if, in the mouth. If you take Warwick's men, that gives you like five thousand. You've ten thousand of your own. So you need for me a ship to get home. <laughs> Bye. Like, like, is that all you need? Sure, I got a boat. <laughs> I'll own you a boat. I think, it, like he's like, this afternoon was well done. I believe that England's about to self explode, and I will probably get born on a throne. If not. Eh. Yeah. And I just, I love, I need to like point out, we were fighting France one play ago. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're, we were, well, we were, that is, that is the relationship of England and France. France dynamic. So this is like playing risk with your friends. And all of a sudden you've had this alliance, unspoken thing. And all of a sudden your friend takes Kamchatka and breaks your Asia monopoly. And you decide that the only thing to do is to flip the fucking board. (laughs) 
Your defeat will be my victory. Do you understand? You swore an oath to me two scenes ago that you would do what I fucking told you. What I goddamn said. Stupid Lady Grey. By the way, Lady Greys don't do super well in the English throne. Just no, not notably. Because the the next Henry we talk to, one will have died. Yeah. Or one will die. Uh, Lady Jane Grey is after Henry VIII because she she takes over. After she succeeded Edward. Edward for nine days. She's my favorite British monarch. She doesn't get. I don't born. care. She's not technically. She was crowned. No, she, she reigned. Never... She reigned England for nine days. She minted coins and carry you and Walter. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember from that movie. <laughs> Um, she yes. she was queen for nine days, and she spent five of them in the Tower we of London. Where, uh, where we she did where she scratched her name. We went to the Tower, of, the Tower of London. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and different. That was ten years ago. Different Lady Grey. This one's name different is Lady Elizabeth. Yes. This one's name is Elizabeth, and she's amazing. She is one of my favorite monarchs. Next, to, like it's Elizabeth, this Elizabeth, and Alice are two mm-hmm. of my favorite actual like history characters. My favorite king of England is. Probably Canute the Great. William. No, who? Canute the Great. Canute, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. King of... No, it makes sense. King of England, Denmark, and Sweden. All right, so... <laughs> he wore three crowns. One of them was the crown of England. So, we've had this whole... Did he wear them all at the same time, though? That's my question. Like, Well, not physically. One... No, no, physically. Like, one <laughs> crown stacked on top of the other. Just tie them on. There was some rope. Because technically, I mean, Eleanor of Aquitaine kind of did the same thing. See, she has to be my favorite, because... I'm related to her. Um, and it wouldn't be a history play if I didn't bring up my lineage. That's true. That's true. Okay, so we've Warwick has flipped the table. He's done he's planning the etch sketch end of the world. Um, <laughs> and Warwick doesn't fuck around. No, he doesn't. He's a kingmaker. And so and so we start act four with Richard talking to George, going, uh, so, George, what do you think of our brother's decision to marry this woman? And George goes, I think uh, Warwick's going to be pissed as hell. Yeah. And George would be right. Because then comes a letter. Or then comes a post. Yes. A guy who comes yeah. in and he's Richard like, is I so... am not going to tell you what they said until you give me just immunity yeah. for what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> Richard is so sassy and I love it. Because uh, the Duke of Somerset is there and he says, my lords, forbear this talk, here comes the king. And Richard's response is, and his well-chosen bride. <laughs> like Richard knows that the world's about to end in fire, and he just wants to watch. Well, yeah, because this mess up might put him. He thinks that Warwick will come back and be like, "No, Edward, bad Edward, Richard, you king now." It's not the way that. That's not happen. how it's gonna happen. No, he's in fact too mad for that. So the post comes in and is like, "Warwick is really mad, and he said these things." He switched sides. Completely. He's against you now. And they're like, um... He even offers his own daughter's hand to Prince Edward in marriage. Yeah. Warwick's like, oh yeah? They pissed me off so bad. You, you marry my daughter. That's how mad I am. (laughs) Which is funny, because in history, Warwick marries his daughter to Richard. And Warwick. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so... Oh, well, all I said is he promises his daughter yeah. to... Well, there's a couple There's a yeah. couple Warwick kids. 
So everybody has lots of children for marrying purposes. So and then they're like, and what did the queen say? Well, the queen said, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Pretty much. It's not. It's not far off of what she really said, line for line. There's 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 more ease in it and use than you think, but you know it's there. It's just the middle English version. We're coming for you. Thanks for your mistakes. I told you you wouldn't be there long. Mar- Margaret's like, you, cool goop. Margaret's like, you tell Edward I'm coming. Change the and thrushes. And hell's coming yeah. with me. Change the thrushes, I'm coming. Home. And then George goes, ah, so Edward, um, it's a really sweet marriage deal over there. If I go join their side. So peace out, y'all, bye. George, George yeah. flips the fucking deuces <laughs> and just straight up like, I don't give a shit if you're my brothers. I'm gonna go marry a Warwick too! I'm out! Bye. And then Richard to Edward's like, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. And to the audience, it's like, so I can steal his crown! The, the narrator, he was in fact going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> to Scotland. Alright. I think this is, this is close. This is We're where getting close. Stood. Yeah. So, I... I stopped taking notes at this point. <laughs> um, because the way the rest of the play reads through Act 5... Well, sorry, Warwick... Warwick I will, Warwick sneaks into camp to try to kill Edward in his sleep because he's a dick. And the, then the pregnant queen, uh, Lady Grey, Queen Elizabeth, flees. Yeah. And Henry gets restored to his throne. Yep. Very briefly. For, yeah, like a yeah, but yeah, they, uh, he... he and he, and he, Henry gets restored to his throne, and he takes the time. He names the Warwick Lord Protector, which makes sense. First of all, let's go back to nine-month-old baby Henry. Warwick tried to get in to be named Lord Protector then. Yes, he did. And he was like, he was turned away by the cardinal. Well, yeah. So really, if that cardinal hadn't been fucking around, none of this shit would None of this shit would have happened, happen, because Warwick would have been there from day one. The other thing he does is he names George Clarence, Clarence George, Lord Protector as well. How stupid do you have to be? Well, he goes, who are you protecting? Uh, this baby Henry? That guy. That the baby, that baby Henry. That guy. Who am I protecting again? I don't know. You're protecting that one. I'm protecting that one. Because Henry is too dumb to run the country. He is stupid. <laughs> he gives it away every chance he gets. Are you drinking my beer? Yes, I am. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little skunkier than I remember. Yeah, I've been I... drinking better beer since I last drank St. Pauli Girl. It's like we're not in college anymore. Mm. <sighs> it's like some of us haven't been in college for a while. It tastes Jace. a little bit like an eraser, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know... Yeah. This it's, one's delicious. I think Cassie might even like this one. That's unbelievable. Oh, oh, is it time? Oh, we haven't, it we haven't time. played that game for a while. Well, we skipped it. We skipped it last time we recorded, but we're going to go ahead and play it again. Let's make Cassie try this beer! Before we get into death and murder time. This is Urban Air Artifact Slide Rule. You do love a good slide rule. It's a chocolate raspberry goza. I like two of those things. So Wait, it's chocolate and raspberry, it, and there's a little bit of salt. Goza? Is it the gatekeeper? 
No, not Gozer. Gozer. It's named after a river in Germany. I don't hate the smell of it. You'd hate the smell of this <laughs> Why did you do that to her before she's going to try that beer? Why did you make her smell your St. Pauli girl? It smell. It literally smells like a skunk. Why would you drink that? It's good. <laughs> it's it's fine. Oh, okay. I remember liking this beer a lot more, and it might have been because other people wouldn't drink it. <laughs> All right. She didn't spit it out. No. She didn't spit it out. She, she made an intrigued around. face more than an I hate it face. Yeah. I don't like the initial taste. The aftertaste is okay, though. Yeah. See? Oh. Which yeah. is the opposite of most Which beers. is the opposite right. of normal. Yeah. So I count this. Let's make Cassie try this beer. A success. Okay. Now, hmm. shall we go to the war? Let's the go. war! <laughs> All right. Now is where my notes end. So I just... <laughs> I gotta say, it goes fucking tits up. Well, because, okay, so... Hey, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not even sure where... So, they, Edward Edward is captured. You know, he's, he's been captured. And then immediately escapes. And what, Richard, Hastings, and Stanley free him, or rescue him, or, or whatever. Hastings and Stanley, by the by, are new names to this play. Yeah, they weren't here before, but <laughs> they're with Richard they're now. They're here now. Just call them Crony 1 and Crony 2. Yes. And then Henry finds out that he escaped... And the young Earl of Richmond is sent to France. Richmond is descended of John of Gaunt, which is why they're trying to keep him alive. And he's so the am uncle. I. Sorry. He's the uncle of Richard II and Edward III. <sighs> but therefore, he's a potential Lancastrian heir in case anything happens because Henry is... An idiot. An idiot. So obviously, this is this is... Margaret's probably idea. <laughs> to protect she, the Lancaster line. She has a lot of good ideas. Or it's Warwick's idea. One or the other. I'm betting on Margaret, but it could be Warwick. So, Edward then, of course, reorganizes his forces and confronts Warwick's army at the Battle of Barney. Barney? Then, of course, George, who's foolishly been named Lord Protector, what does he do? What does he do? He betrays Warwick! Duh! When the brother of your fucking sworn enemy becomes your Lord Protector, what do you expect to happen? Chase? Betrayal. What do you expect to happen? Betrayal. Okay. You're supposed to be guessing. Okay. These are, there are no hypothetical questions happening here. That's not <laughs> hypothetical. They are all easy lobs for you. So, of course... <laughs> He rejoins the Yorkists, throws Warwick's forces into disarray, and the Yor Yorkists win. During which, Yor Warwick, fi Warwick finally breathes his last stalwart hero that he is, and Montague, who could be anyone at this point because he has been three different uncles at this, you know, throughout this <laughs> entire play, up to now when he is finally killed. Oxford and Somerset, uh, New Somerset. Not old. This is not a disembodied head. It's not head. a disembodied head. No, this is new Somerset. When old, when when old dukes die, new dukes come up in their place. Yeah, just in case you guys don't know how that works. Now, I I prefer to believe that in the Shakespearean canon, 
every Gloucester is the same Gloucester. <laughs> well, you like that every friar is the same friar. Exactly. Until, until Richard? Yeah. Until, until Richard. Yeah. Until so, Ricky. like, every time you stage a new Henry, when you have... You just cast the Gloucester same Gloucester. And, and, you know, Somerset, they're all the same. I've been a Shakespeare you know, company I'm, for years, <laughs> just playing Gloucesters. I just I make my living. I make my living playing. I like to imagine you have a checklist, and you're just like, "Ooh, now I've been Gloucester in Henry the Sixth Part Two. <laughs> like checking them off as you check, go. We should check with some of our friends who do a lot more Shakespeare, because <laughs> Joe Connolly's been a lot of noble people. <laughs> Like yeah. noble, noble one, you know, noble yeah. three. Let's see how many Gloucesters he's actually <laughs> how many Gloucesters have you been. How many Clarences have you been? But yeah, but yeah, George's like reveal is like a ha ha ha. Moment. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> like it's so... like snidely whiplash shit. Yeah, I was a secret agent the whole time. He's twirling his fucking mustache, looking at Warwick, and Warwick's like, "I know, man, I know, but I can't do anything because you're on our side right now." You you understand that I open and read all of your mail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let anything go down that I don't know about. But right now, you're in the king's good graces, so I can't just murder you. When the king really likes they, anything that gives him king. They kill Warwick. Warwick, dead. Warwick and Montague die. Oxford and Somerset take him into the forces. And then they then a second battalion from France with Margaret and Prince Edward shows up. Those guys again. Margaret's here to fuck shit up. Which She's like, does. look, I know that this doesn't look great for us right now, but have courage. Be of good faith. We can do this. Well, and this is actually where this is actually where the father with the son comes in that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Son with the father first. Henry sits his ass back down on the same fucking molehill during the battle. And here comes this is where the dad comes in with his son. And Henry goes right back into the same old fucking lamentations about civil war and I'm everything like that. Cut, I'm cutting the scene out. It's dumb. Civil war the, mad, the, okay? And uh And then the then he gets cap he gets captured. Henry gets captured, ends up in the Tower of London. Edward goes and fights the Lancastrian French force. The Orcists win. Capture Margaret. Edward, Somerset, Oxford. Somerset gets sentenced to death. Oxford gets life in prison. Don't forget that they stab Prince Edward. Uh, he gets stabbed to death by all three Plantagenet brothers. They're like, uh, this is for Rutledge. But I'm not Clifford's kid. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Click. And stabbing. they just stab him to death, all three of them. Yeah, so they, there's a bunch of stabbing. Margaret, Margaret gets banished. Pregnant Elizabeth gives birth to a baby boy. Yes. And in the Tower of London, Richard... Richard goes to kill yeah, him. Well, Richard and Henry... Richard goes to the Tower and has this, like, drawn-out, strange conversation with Henry, um, telling him, you know, I, I killed your son, that um, all of the prophecies that came before that you would be disposed, that happened. Also, stabby. Also, well, fuck you. I'm gonna stab you to death. And he just keeps standing there stabbing him. Talking. Telling everybody, telling the audience his plan to be king while continuously stabbing. Well, and he, Henry. he keeps stabbing because Henry's last words to him were like this. Pissing him off. This prophecy of 
Um, you know, if if you'd been killed at birth like you should have been, none of this would be happening to me right now. If we, if you'd have been thrown to the wolves like you fucking should have. Um, and he gives this whole like. And he's like, what? And he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes through this whole long thing about Richard's future villainy and the chaos that's coming for England and all of this. And Richard, all Richard hears is that he's gonna be king. Yeah. Yeah, and and I love Richard Indiana Jones is it at some point because he's just like like he literally cuts King Henry off mid speech. He's like, yeah, no, I don't want to hear any more of this. Stab, stab again, stabity, stabity, more stabs. He stabs the king a lot. He does. Well, he's not the king at that point. Well, no, he's a dead guy in a tower. Fine, fine, fine. But we're talking it's a fine line. <laughs> Well, yeah. The, trust me. In would in you the, say it's a rapier fine line? Uh, uh, no. In the no. British monarchy, there is a very fine line between king and dead guy in a tower. Say there's a there's a gold line that separates where you can kill a king and where you can't. And so then we have our last scene with King Edward, who's all victorious. Look at, look at my his, baby! His wife has given birth to a baby, and everybody's kissing the baby, the heir to the throne, and Richard kisses the infant and then says, to say the truth, so Judas kissed his master and cried, all hail, whereas he meant him harm. Yep. And then curtain. Basically, yeah. And it's a great end line to a play. Yeah. Especially if you know... Yeah. That Richard well, III is coming. And it's if especially you because like, Ooh, that's <coughs> Because the very last line of this play is King Edward saying, For here I hope begins our lasting joy. Yeah, and Richard's like and that. And then comes in, the joy was not lasting. Yeah. Because then Richard III comes in and says, Now is the glorious now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by this Duke of York. That's right. And a lot of people misattribute that. Uh, they only do the first half of it. Yes. They don't realize that it's not a sad line. Yes. Because they just take it as now is the winter of our discontent. Like this is happening right now. No, it's and no. Now like, is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer. By this Duke, Duke of, of York. York. I watched a master class where uh, Patrick Stewart. But we will talk about this we, monologue, and it was amazing. But we will that's have to a talk about play. this. Yeah, we also talked about that when we actually get to Richard the Third. Um, but that is in a shell the plot, it is. and it's it's the best of the Henry Sixes. So, oh yeah, by far, by three far. Henry Sixes is definitely the best of the Henry Sixes. I find this to be like watching a football game, only I'm interested in it. Mm. Like it's like. Tossing who's got well, and I really, what advantage back and forth. Who's got the war work? Well, that's why the histories. That's why the histories in in complete works abridged are done as a football and, game. And and now that I have read more of the histories, um, I want to go back and revisit that chunk of Shakespeare abridged because now I think I would. Now it would make sense. Like it made sense before, like the basic premise, but now I'd understand. Now the you'd actually like, yeah, it. you'd get the jokes. Um, I'm excited once we finish all of this, and I've actually read every Shakespeare play. Uh huh. I want to go back and watch the complete works of Shakespeare abridged, so that I'm not pretending I get every joke, mm-hmm. or the jokes aren't just funny because they're funny, but so that I understand all the nuances that are going on. And that can be an episode, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I would love to do. I would love to do an episode on complete works. Complete works, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, 
there are plays that they talk about in that that the time last time I saw it, I'm like, I've never read the anus there, play. <laughs> and there are some that barely get mentioned, i.e., the anus play. And actually, Coriolanus is one of my favorite plays. I love that play. Yeah. The only reason I know anything about it is because we put it up. But Henry the Sixth Part Three is Sorry. a great read. I actually, yeah, I really enjoyed this, and it was a great read. I bet it would be an even better watch. If I, you're gonna I watch, enjoyed reading this play, if and there's so many that were like, "This is." If if you're gonna watch one of the Henry Sixes, this is the one to watch. Yeah, you'll, and especially especially because this one, this one sets up Richard the Third, right. which. Is like the okay, so that's a tetralogy. Henry six, one, two, and three, and Richard the third. Those four plays are meant yeah. to go together. Right. This should be maybe this should be attached to Richard the Second, like the title of the play indicates, instead of part three of Henry the Sixth. So you're saying this should be Richard this should be Richard the Third Part One. Right. And because not this play is about the build up of Richard the Third. More than it is about the death well, of Henry VI. You know what? We can talk about that more when we come back from the break. That sounds... Yeah. Okay. But I think when we get into the, the plot synopsis and everything, put a pin in that, and we'll talk about that quite a bit, I think. We already have... Uh, we have I'm sorry. It's not Ricky 3. It should be your boy Dicky 3. No, it's it's Ricky 3. That's the... Your boy yeah. Dick 3. Your, your boy, boy Dick 3. Hey, that's what Margaret calls him. Your boy Dicky. Mm. All right, but it's actually this... Dicky, your boy. Yeah, it's Dicky, Dicky your boy. Dicky, your boy. That's... So, this <laughs> is Shakespeare. I'm Ryan Halfham. I'm Beth Rors. I'm Cassie Greenley. I'm Chase Greenley. And uh, we're gonna sign off for now. Say goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, John Boy. What, pa? <sighs> we're still doing that. Ah, oh, dicks. Ah, oh, dicks. Magic babies. <laughs> <laughs>